Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life Podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support this show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links will also be in the description. I don't know why, but like my, my throat or like just, just when I'm talking, my mouth has been extremely dry. So I don't know if that was coming across in the, in the audio or not, but like I've been just like sipping on a bunch of water. It's also because where I am, like, I mean, I guess it's happening everywhere, but we are kind of switching to, you know, it being winter and in Canada, of course, you know, winter has a different meaning, let's just say. So with that, of course, it means that, you know, I'm going to have weird ass uh, throat issues from time to time. Uh, but still, I mean, that's kind of what I've, I've, I've chosen to live here, you know, so this is something that I have to just live with. But OK, we'll get we'll go into some gaming stuff some gaming news. I guess like one of the first things we should talk about is Overwatch 2 and, and the smooth launch that Overwatch 2 had. Of course, I'm that's actually not what happened. Overwatch 2, of course, came out. I believe it came out on Tuesday. Uh, October 3rd, 2nd, 4th, whatever. This Tuesday, this last Tuesday, because tomorrow the 7th, whatever. It came out recently and it launched to, of course, you know, a lot of people wanting to check out what Overwatch 2 is. And uh, a lot of people just couldn't check that out. It, it seems, you know, they, it, they were just long queues, kind of like how we saw with, with New World, with World of Warcraft. It was just long queues and people were just kind of having to wait for 30 to 40 minutes just to kind of, log into the game and start playing so i mean you know this is something that at least from my side you know i always feel that game developers or publishers or studios this is something that they should have data on on their end a lot of the times you know like they know how many how many people were playing the game before um, at the same time they should also it's just kind of I, I i don't know just maybe just the way i'm thinking about it it's like how do they not kind of anticipate a new game, a sequel being popular, right? Uh, with Call of Duty, we don't see this very often. When a new Call of Duty game comes out, uh, with when it comes to the multiplayer, it's pretty instantaneous. Like we don't really see a lot of issues and that's like one of the best selling games of all time. And I can guarantee there will be a lot more people playing Call of Duty on the day it launches when compared to Overwatch 2. And yet, you know, with Overwatch 2, we see these queues having to be formed. And I mean, we see that with other stuff as well. And some of the other stuff, I can kind of forgive it because, you know, with New World, I, I don't think they anticipated that game becoming so popular. So I can kind of understand that. Uh, maybe similarly with Lost Ark. Uh, and then, of course, even with, with World of Warcraft recently with, with the classic Wrath of the Lich King, you know, I can kind of see even that being uh, not, not too predictable because, you know, World of Warcraft in terms of popularity has been going down for the last few years. But something like this, you know, I don't know. I just, I'm just a little surprised because Overwatch is a game that's kind of well-known amongst a you know, huge chunk of, of the esports crowd that you wouldn't know, you would think that people, that they, they would be, be kind of prepared for this. But either way, people were not able to get on, even when it comes to the game itself, it seems that it's getting like, you know, okay to good reviews. Um, a lot of people seem to be confused why this is a sequel. I think the main, pro main point of the sequel was the single player uh, aspect of it, and that's not out yet. I, I don't think that will be out until next year. So, 
you know, to reboot it in, in the way that they did, because technically you can't play Overwatch anymore. You can't play the first one. And if you don't own the first one or haven't owned the first one, when you go to the second one, I think you can't really play with the original characters, if I'm not mistaken. Like you have to unlock them, but it will take you like hundreds of matches to unlock all of them. Um, of course, unless you buy some sort of a pack, which I think will still be like way too expensive or way too much in terms of, you know, what you should be spending on that. Uh, but like, yeah, like I think, I think they're still, uh, they're still probably learning the, the pricing model and how to kind of price Overwatch 2 going forward. I can kind of see that being a, a, a new predicament for them, but it's, it's disappointing mainly because I remember when Overwatch 1 came out and I played the beta and spent hundreds of hours in just the beta alone. And then when the game came out itself, I remember spending like not hundreds of hours because I feel like I got my fill with the beta itself, but then put an, I put in like another 40 to 50 to 60 hours in just, you know, the Overwatch, the game in general. So I really enjoyed the game and played it so much with all my friends and stuff. So yeah, it, it's, it's disappointing. This is what's happened with Overwatch 2. It's installed in on my PC. Uh, I have not played it yet. At the same time, like I, I guess for me, it will be a little bit different because I, I bought the game originally on PlayStation. So if I play it on PC, I will not have access to the original set of characters. So that, that kind of sucks, but I just want to get in and just kind of try out a couple of matches so I can give a more informed opinion about the game. But yeah, like overall, I think if you if you like Overwatch, I think you'll still like it, right? Like you'll you'll still enjoy Overwatch too. Um, I think if you're someone new to the series, this is honestly like in a way it's the best way to get in because it is free to play. Um, but I would obviously kind of deter anyone from like you know paying that amount to get the characters or whatever the amount is if there is an amount I don't even know um you know I would just say just jump in and it, it definitely sucks that you won't be able to kind of play with some of the other characters like kind of the way I did where I just played with a bunch of characters and I and I found that I love I love Torbjorn would, would play with him all the time until they started nerfing him a little bit but like you know like I I like that I had that option before so it kind of sucks that people might not this time around but Still, I would still recommend it's a free-to-play game. Might as well jump in, see if you even like the concept, and then, you know, continue playing after that. So I'll definitely have uh, some thoughts about it next week. Hopefully, I'll get get a chance to play it this week sometime. The next thing I want to talk about is Need for Speed Unbound. It finally got announced, the new Need for Speed game featuring ASAP Rocky. Um, and the cool thing about this is, first of all, it's coming out this year, December 2nd, uh, which is not bad because I'm probably going to be done by God of War by then. <laughs> Um, the other thing is it's being made by Criterion Games. So these are the people that made the Burnout games, the Burnout series. And then they made, they made I think, one, a couple of Need for Speed games. And then they got shifted to just being like a support studio um, for, for various EA games. So this is kind of like their first full-fledged game in, I think, almost 10 years, which is kind of ridiculous because it is such a wonderful studio. And um, obviously, they have a lot of expertise that was being brought onto other games. On, on EA side, uh, but I'm glad that they're kind of bringing it back. Uh, that it's also next gen exclusive, so only on PlayStation Five and Xbox Series S and X and PC. Uh, so I'll probably pick it up on my PC so I can use my wheel with it. But you know, I'm I'm just really excited about this because it's being made by a developer that I love because I love the Burnout series. Um, it's open world and like the look and feel of it seems a little bit different. Like if you get a chance, uh, check out the trailer. It's not. It, it gives it more of, uh, you know, it, they're trying out like the new new kids in the block kind of a vibe. I don't know if that makes sense, but if you watch it, maybe maybe it will make sense. It's just trying something new and, and different. 
Uh, and it's also open world as well, right? So I, can, I actually don't know if the last one was open world, but at least this one is kind of going more to the Burnout Paradise kind of route to, to, to the game, which I kind of like. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. Weirdly enough, I did not think I would be excited for a, a Need for Speed game, especially this year when I've been playing all these sim racing games like F1, uh, iRacing, Assetto Corsa, and I'm kind of like excited for a Need for Speed game. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm going to let you know what I think about it. Hopefully we get a demo as well. That'd be pretty cool. The next one is happy news, awesome news. Uh, you know, makes me rethink some of some of my purchases or, or my purchase, my main one. Um, but you know what? I'm still happy I, I got it early. Uh, but Steam Deck is basically purchasable now. So if you go on Steam and you want to buy a Steam Deck and you, you click on Steam Deck, you can literally buy it now. There's no reserving. There's no pre-orders. There's no waiting for an email. You press buy now and it says they will deliver it within one to two weeks. So you can just you can get a Steam Deck now. Uh, I'm sure a lot of us who, you know, ordered or got it from a third party uh, would have loved to have known that this was going to happen around October. But like I said, I think for me, I'm so happy. I'm still pretty happy that I got it around June and July and, and got a chance to play it around then and kind of mess around with it. But still, for anyone new, definitely, if you're thinking about the Steam Deck or if you're thinking about getting into PC gaming, uh, I think Steam Deck is just kind of a wonderful device and, and an awesome way to get into PC gaming. At the same time, it is... It is something that will actually allow you to almost, you know, like this is something that I, I do enjoy about this industry and also this hobby of mine is that, you know, like I like learning about the things that I love, uh, you know, it kind of goes into PC gaming itself and everything like that and building my own PC and kind of understanding what each component is, what they do, and then kind of using the knowledge to understand the new PS5 console or the new Xbox Series X console. Similarly, when I built my sim racing rig, understanding, you know, what goes into the direct drive wheel that's attached to the, to my rig and, and, you know, playing that. So it, this, it's so going back to the steam deck, it, it is really cool because this device, obviously it, it works out of the box, you know, it's kind of like a PC in your hands, but it does kind of almost nudge you along to the side of, Hey, why don't you like try this thing? Why don't you try something new? Why don't you go in the desktop mode? and download World of Warcraft, even though we don't offer that on Steam. Why don't you try out uh, things like, you know, emulation and everything like that. If you want, why don't you open it up and customize this a bit? Why don't you add a cool skin on top? You know, like it it nudges you in that direction and it, it gives you that freedom of like, hey, this is your device. This is a PC that we give to you and you can do what, whatever you want with it. And, you know, Steam and, and Valve are pretty good uh, that way in terms of, you know, honoring any warranties, everything like that. So if you have a cool skin on it, if you replace the the thumbsticks with something else, I think you still have to replace it back if you ever want to give it back in for warranty. But the idea that you can do whatever you want with it, you know, as long as you don't break it um, and, you know, Valve kind of covers all of it. So which is which is really, really cool. And like, I do think that anyone like myself who's not, who's never used a Linux platform, this is kind of a perfect way to get into it. At the same time, like when you do, start using Linux, you will actually see that's not that bad. <laughs> like I always thought of it as something being something that's like not easy to use, but it is actually pretty easy to use. If you use Windows, anything like that, a lot of stuff is very transferable. So you'll fit right in and you'll actually enjoy using the using this product. The other thing is that they have officially announced the Steam Deck dock. So kind of similarly how you know we dock the switch. You can basically dock your Steam Deck. Of course, the, the way you dock it is a little bit more manual where you place it in this like a little thing and you, you connect the USB-C thing on top of the Steam Deck. So you, there's a bit of manual work. It's not like as 
you know, as seamless as a switch, which is still fine. Um, but of course, with the deck, you know, you have a, I, I think you have, I think two USB ports or three maybe. Uh, there's an Ethernet port. There's a display port cable, this display port, and there's also a, an HDMI port. So lots of options on how you want to use your Steam Deck once you connect to the dock. Um, so for me, it's kind of uh, kind of awesome. I'm kind of perfect actually because I had just ordered the JSOX dock and the first one did not work. And then I, I had ordered, I returned that to Amazon and ordered a second one. And then this got announced. So I canceled that one and I just ordered this one immediately. It's a little bit more expensive. It's uh, in Canada, it's 119 Canadian dollars around like 99 or 90 USD. Um, but the key thing is it does give you another power brick basically. So it's still pretty expensive if you compare it to the JSOX stock or any, anything else or the JSOX stock plus another, you know, power adapter or whatever. But again, it just comes down to, you know, some, even for me when it comes to anything, any tech that I have that is kind of expensive um, and I have to buy accessories, I would try to buy like accessories that are made by the same manufacturer just because, you know, I just want everything to be compatible and for there to be no issues. This does not mean that the JSOX dock or any of the other docks don't work. They of course do. You can go on Reddit and see all the people that are using it. And uh, Valve has done a uh, done an awesome job of, you know, kind of upgrading or updating the software in a way that it will work with all docks. Um, if I'm not mistaken, they will have certain upgrades or updates for the, the Valve theme dock specifically. Uh, but of course, it doesn't matter. Like overall, like all the benefits will still kind of cross over to other docks. So it's overall, if you have a dock that works, perfect. If you're looking for a dock, um, I would still recommend checking this out. Just check out the Valve one just because see if you like it. If, if it's not in your price range, then go for another one. But if it is kind of even like teetering towards your price range, I would say just get the Valve one just in case, you know, you just never know. But I, I, once I get it, I'm going to test it out and I'll give you my opinions on it and let you know if it's actually worth it or if it might be just better to kind of pick up another dock. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe the Valve dock actually wor works worse. Uh, one compared to other ones. Well, you never know. Uh, the next thing I want to I want to talk about again. I, I think this is awesome news. Uh, comes from CD Projekt Red. Uh, after everything that's happened with Cyberpunk and Cyberpunk finally kind of you know coming in the good graces of everyone, people are really enjoying it. I need to still play the Edge Runner update, but uh, as most of you know, I played Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven for the first time this year when the one point five update. I think the one that basically made it next gen for PS five and Series X. When that once that update came. I play that game, you know, fully and I really love the game. I really enjoyed it. I want to just go back into that world. I was thinking about getting it from my Steam Deck and transferring my save to the to this to, to PC basically so I can just keep playing. Uh, but obviously I'm holding off because I have so many other games that I'm trying to play through right now. But basically CD Projekt, Projekt Red recently, I think it was an investor call, announced their next decade or so of, of games. Uh, and it's a lot. There's basically six games that will be coming out. In, within the next decade, within the next 10 years from CD Projekt Red, which just sounds weird considering, you know, they released The Witcher 3 and then they released Cyberpunk 2077. I, I know they, uh, they released like Gwent and uh, another Gwent-ish game. I forgot what, what it was, but the, from, from my understanding, these games are like Witcher slash Cyberpunk level games. So that sound, it sounds pretty awesome. Let's see if it, you know, actually comes out in that time. So the one thing obviously is the, the new Witcher game, Witcher 4. So that one we already kind of know about, but on top of that, that Witcher game will have two further sequels. So it'll be, we'll have basically up till The Witcher 6. Then they also have two Witcher spin-off games. 
I, I'm not sure about one of them, but one of the, the one of these spin-off games, I believe, is set in the Witcher world, and it's not like a small game. It's apparently like a Witcher three level game. Uh, so it could be just dealing with another Witcher or someone else in that world. I think that'd be pretty cool as well. So that we're not, you know, just focused on on Geralt and his story, Geralt, Siri, and everyone. It could be cool to just, you know, be someone else. I, I think that'd be pretty sick. Um, and also, of course, they're also working on a sequel to Cyberpunk 2077, especially now that recently when they made the announcement that Cyberpunk 2077 has officially sold more than 20 million copies. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, we kind of knew that they would make a sequel because um, even though the game, you know, was panned initially, the people that did play on PC loved it, you know, when it was working as expected. And then obviously people like myself who have played it on the PS5 or the Series X also loved it. Like there, there is a really, really cool game and world there and we want to see more of it. So it makes sense that they're making a sequel. I do wonder how much, you know, Keanu Reeves and Johnny Silverhand, how much that character will be involved, if at all. But who knows, maybe they might get another celebrity actor to kind of play a, 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 a specific role in that game. I think that'll be pretty sick. So, and on top of all of this, on top of all of this, they have announced a new franchise that will be, you know, sitting alongside the Witcher series and, and Cyberpunk 2077. Um, they haven't really given a lot of information, but apparently it's in like the early concept stages. But again, that's pretty cool as well. So there's a lot happening at CD Projekt Red, which is surprising, I mean, because of what was happening there. But I'm kind of glad that they've kind of come out of it almost like, no Man's Sky, you know, just kind of come out on the other side and you have a game that people love now and you have such a bright future ahead of you. It also shows that, you know, don't give up on your games. That game was being panned because of how it was running, all these glitches, things that were promised were not there, but they kept working on it for two years and now they're at a point where they can say, yeah, this is a good game. And we can say that, yes, this is a good game. This is what more developers should do um, if they can, of course, but you know, in general, I think this should be good, just best practice, I guess, is that, you know, if your game like Anthem, for example, is not doing well and there's genuine complaints by people, then work on it, work on it for the next few years and fix it. You know, don't work on it and just give up on it. Like kind of what happened with Anthem, uh, you know, like see what happens on this side. Because if, if maybe EA had done that with Anthem, we might be looking at Anthem 2 coming up very soon, but well, who knows, right? When it comes to Witcher games, so I'm just kind of looking at the, the spinoffs. Um, so one is basically a single player game and then there's a multiplayer game apparently. Um, so the single player game is being made by, by a, a company called Molasses Flood. Um, I, I forgot the name. I think it was something called where the water meets the wine. I forgot what game it was, but it was basically like a text based game. I think that came out by them. I, I could be wrong on that, but they were acquired by CD Projekt Red. So I guess like they're kind of working on that game. Um, actually, you know what? This game might be single player and multiplayer. Who knows? I could be completely wrong. Um, but basically, and there's on top of that, you know, no, actually, yeah. So there's a single player game that's being made by the Molasses Flood team. And then there's a, a co-op survival game uh, being made by another team. But whatever. I'm gonna, I'll look into this later. Either way, really cool stuff. I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, you know, let me know if you're excited about this or if you play Cyberpunk 2077 and you feel that, yes, we should finally move on and just kind of accept that CD Projekt Red know how to make some awesome RPGs and Cyberpunk 2077 is in a state that is deemed playable or acceptable, I guess. The next thing or the last news story that I want to talk about is 
uh, Gotham Knights and just a lot of preview stuff has been coming out recently. Um, I've already kind of fallen for the trap of pre-ordering this game because I just love, you know, if, if you follow my my film and TV podcast, Fresh Out the Screen podcast, you'll know that I love all things DC related. I love Injustice games. I, I love the Batman Arkham games. So for me, you know, this being made by Warner Brothers Montreal, who made Batman Arkham Origin, that which I like, I really, really loved. I, I know that people, not a lot of people love it the way some people do. Um, and I know that nowadays it is looked at as a game that a lot of people do enjoy. Um, but they're making, they made a new, you know, Gotham Knights is made by them. Uh, and initially it didn't really, you know, it didn't really rub me the right way, mainly because the game was kind of, showing itself as almost like a live service game. Uh, but then they came out that, no, this is more, you know, it's, it's a single player game. You can play through the entire game single player. And when it comes to, you know, the live service aspect in terms of multiplayer, you can only have one other person with you. So I was like, oh, it's, it's like it's like co-op based, which means, you know, they're not trying to make this into an MMO. So that means there'll be more focused levels. So I was already kind of in for that. I really like that. I do. I would have liked, you know, if you were, if it was like, okay, we can do like a whole like four people teams and everything like that, because there are like four characters to choose from. But I, when they said it was going to be focused on just two and just co-op like that, I thought that this meant that they will be basically focusing on level design and more story focused events and, and things happening in that environment. So, you know, all, everything was kind of looking good to me. And I was like, yep, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm, I also bought it on the on the PC so I can also play on my Steam Deck sometimes. I also wanted to just check it out how, how it will run on Steam Deck. And yeah, the previews have been coming out and a lot of people have, are kind of saying the same thing that it's just like, you know, so-so. The gameplay is not like the Arkham games. It's kind of its own thing whilst also borrowing a couple of things from the Arkham side, which is fine. So if you're going in for the Arkham fighting experience, you won't get that here, but you'll get something that's like a mix of that and also mix of more, you know, MMO-ish kind of fighting mechanics, sort of like basically what, from what I was seeing in the, in the gameplay, you know, attacks were registering, but you'll see like the damage kind of registering on the health bar. Whereas, you know, you're not feeling the damage if that makes sense. Um, it's just like, the, it's all about impact, right? It's about the feedback you get when you make that hit uh, when you, which makes you as a, as a gamer want to, you know, do it again, uh, which kind of sounds kind of messed up, but you get what I'm saying, right? That's one of the reasons why Sekiro and Elden Ring, all these games feel so good is because when you, when you get that attack, you want to keep doing it because it gives you that feedback. And in this game, it wasn't really giving, or at least from what I saw, I didn't really see that kind of feedback. Of course, there were, you know, finishers and moves that you can do on with your characters that look really cool, uh, kind of Arkham style, but it was still, it was just in between again whatever, right? It's their own game. I totally get it. That's still fine. The other thing was just the level design and the environment itself doesn't look as appealing as I thought it would. So like just everything just kind of looks bland, you know, and it's very, it's very cookie cutter, but also very, yeah, like, cool. This is a, a fighting. This is a, an action RPG, let's just say. Uh, you're in this world and this world looks like this and just kind of go just do your thing. And after 15 hours, you'll hit the credits. And if you want, you can go play the games again. Like, obviously, I'm just I'm saying stuff that, you know, for many of you, it's like, yeah, that's how all games are. But I'm trying to look at this game as a game that was trying to do something new and something interesting and something that's above like a seven out of 10, you know, something that's like, oh, my God, I need to play this game. Because as I mentioned, like the whole thing that I just 
the set of things that are put into a game nowadays. Um, I can just play that somewhere else, right? I can do that in Saints Row. I can do that somewhere else. Like there's so many other games that do the same thing. So I was hoping that it would be something more kind of like Arkham Asylum when that game came out, there was something new and different about that game. And it was just something that like, you know, everyone gravitated towards. And of course we got the entire series after that. And yeah, like it just, it just didn't seem appealing. The story seems interesting with, with Harley Quinn and all that. So obviously I won't mention too much in terms of story, but the story is what's, it's the main reason why I haven't canceled my pre-order. I don't even I know if I can because on, on the PC, but either way, like I haven't canceled my pre-order or anything like that, mainly because like the story is what is grabbing me so far. I want to see these characters. I want them to interact with one another. I want them to kind of talk about Batman and, and what happened to Batman. Uh, so for, this is, again, this is not a spoiler. This is just from the game trailer than the setting. But Batman in this setting, in this game is dead. And, you know, all of Batman's work is kind of falling on Robin, Nightwing, um, dead, no, not Deadshot, Red Hood, sorry. Yeah, Red Hood and Batgirl is kind of falling on them to take care of Gotham City now. So, like, obviously it's really cool and I like that idea. At the same time, obviously want to, you know, see that those characters interact and the story overall. I'm, I'm still, like, I'm still going to play this game when this, I think it comes out in a couple of weeks. So I, I will definitely check this out. I will probably play it to completion. I'll... I'll try to rope in Trevor to jump in with me and, and play play through the game as well. But yeah, like I'm, you know, at this point of time, I cannot say that this game looks like something that you will, you need to pick up. And it's all like, you know, I can't even say this is a game that will be talked about for game of the year, but I'm hoping that this game comes out and people just have a fun time. And, and that's about it. That's honestly the best I can hope for, for hope from it for now. Um, obviously I don't know, you know, anything can change from now into a couple of weeks from now, it might come out and might just be nine out of tens and game of the year wash kind of a stuff. But I, I don't think that will happen, but who knows? I do really wish the team the best because I love, I love Batman Arkham origin. I guess I just wanted more of that, but you know, in this setting with, with these characters, and it seems that they're kind of borrowing a lot from the RPG games that have been coming out and kind of putting it in here where it doesn't make sense, at least to me. So with that, we can move on to, to quickly talking about some of the games that I've been playing. Um, you know, I've, I've, I kind of mentioned quite a bit a few times, but GTA 4 is still a game that I jump into and do a couple of missions every night or here and there. So I'm really enjoying that. Um, I want to play GTA 4 and then do the, the, the not the expansion, I was going to say the expansion, but the, the DLC that came out for the game. Uh, because the, the, the DLC, I, I never got a chance to play The Lost and Damned. And uh, the Ballad of Gay Tony, I never got a chance to play, bo play both of those. So that was kind of the main reason I wanted to play GTA 4 again. Um, but I just kind of, I, I, even though I know what happens in GTA 4, I was like, you know what, whatever, I'll just replay it. Especially it's really cool to play it on my Steam Deck. So I'm still kind of playing through that. Hopefully I'll, I'll be done with that in the next couple of weeks, maybe even a month to be honest. Because I, I do literally just play like a mission or two here and there. And there's a lot of missions in GTA 4. So it, it will probably take me a while. The other thing, of course, I'm still playing World of War Clash, uh, Classic. I know I talked about talked about this on my on my other side podcast for this podcast uh, called Find My Azeroth. So I'm still playing Wrath of the Lich King. And, and yeah, like I'm finally level 71 after like 13 or 14 hours, uh, which, you know, in wow people terms is, is very, very long. Uh, but for me, it was a, it's been, you know, a fun journey. I'm taking my time. I'm kind of learning the ropes. I'm understanding how to play the game, uh, play the game as a mage, especially. 
and yeah, like I'm really, really enjoying this. I'll definitely talk more about it on my, on the Find My Azeroth. Uh, I'll probably do another episode next week, but yeah, so far really, really enjoying it. I've also started playing World of Warcraft Retail, which is just the, the regular version of World of Warcraft. I don't know why it's really hard for me to say World of Warcraft, but WoW Retail, <laughs> I'm playing that uh, as well. And I'm really, really enjoying it. I'm surprised by um, the the cinematics, the, the, the voice work. It literally feels like you're playing an action RPG. So if you see, you know, WoW Classic, you might think that's what the game is now, which is what I thought in my mind. But when you play the actual WoW Retail now, it's literally like, you're playing a regular RPG, like you're playing Witcher or something like that. Um, obviously, you know, like the combat and stuff is still similar to how it was before, but so much stuff is what you would expect in a game that might come out this year. So I was really surprised about that. When I was playing WoW Retail, it it pushes you right into, first it gives you like a whole like tutor, tutorial section, which is awesome. So it has like its own storyline and everything like that. And from that tutorial, it goes, it puts you into uh, the Battle for Azeroth which was the expansion that came out before Shadowlands, uh, which is the previous expansion and the new expansion is called Dragonflight. I know it's, it's a lot of expansions, but it kind of puts you into battle, battle for Azeroth. And yeah, like basically you can just kind of do that entire expansion. From what I read online, um, the game is a lot more digestible this, this way. Like the way they set it up is like, for me, for example, I started with level one and I'm playing Battle for Azeroth, which is expansion number, let's say six, seven, I don't even know which number, but it's like six or seven they put you in the game where in the tutorial section, you can level up to like 10 or so. And then after that, when you start doing the, the battle for Azeroth expansion missions, they're all, everything is still around your level. So you're still kind of doing the story around your level and making your way through that. So that's like really good. And as you keep going through the expansion, you will literally get till I think level 50 is the, the end or, or the, the end you, that, yeah, the highest amount you can reach. So, but like just playing through one expansion will kind of get you there in like, 20 hours or so, like whatever, like the length is, which is kind of long, but still not long. If you think about it in terms of how long, you know, it takes for a lot of people to level up in, in World of Warcraft. So I thought that was awesome. So like I'm playing the Battle for Azeroth. I I'm playing as a monk and like, yeah, I'm, I, right now I just want to keep playing through it because I, I am liking the story surprisingly like Battle for Azeroth does a really good job of explaining to you what's happening and push you into the story. Um, you know, Wrath of Lich King is very much, you see a couple of cinematics and then after that, it's like you have to read a bunch. You have to kind of find the lore on your own, figure some things out. Almost like Elden Ring style, I guess, which I, I get why people, a lot of people enjoy that. But the WoW retail is, is, is very much like an RPG game you, you would get today. So they put you in the, the, the storyline and everything like that. I'm already invested. I'm like, oh my God, I need to know what happens next. So I'm going to keep playing that for sure. I'm, I'm almost going to switching more towards WoW retail, but I know I'm, I need to play through Wrath of the Lich King, so I can play, I can do the raid with, with Sebi and Trevor. The other game I've, I've kind of gone back to finally is Elden Ring. So I'm I'm finally kind of figured out where I need to go next because I've I've killed Marjit and I've killed uh, Godric. And then after that, it just kind of came to a point where like I could kind of go anywhere I want, which is awesome. But at the same time, it was very overwhelming where I was like, okay, now I have no direction. Now I don't know what to do. And because of that, I, I will keep delaying it. But now if I kind of figured out, I'm kind of going towards south of the Weeping Peninsula because there's um, a boss there that I can fight and it's, everything is still like around my level, which is around 34, 35. So I'm kind of going around there and I actually, I finally have like an area to go to and explore and, and do things. And so finally have that. So I'm going to keep playing that. I'm really enjoying it. It's, you know, just because being back in that world, I, I didn't realize how much I missed it. The other game I've been playing in, in preparation for the third game that's coming out this month, which uh, it's Bayonetta. 
So I'm playing on my Wii U. I've played probably an hour or two, really enjoying it. It's a fun game. You know, it's Bayonetta. It's the Devil May Cry, Hack and Slash kind of a game. Uh, there's a lot of cool movesets that you need to kind of keep track of and I keep forgetting. Uh, so I don't know, like so far it hasn't been to to my disadvantage or anything like that, where, you know, it's causing me to like die a lot or anything like that, but I don't know if that will come into play later. Uh, but like, yeah, the, it is, it's such a fun game. I'm really enjoying it. Really looking forward to finishing this game so I can play Bayonetta 2. And then of course, jump into Bayonetta 3 when I comes out. Xenoblade Chronicles 3, still a very, very slow push with this game. There, there's a lot of cinematics, a lot of cutscenes, which in some situations is great, but it, and, and for me at least, it it does get a little ridiculous sometimes where I'm like, okay, can I just play the game please? And, you know, I, I, I've, I've mentioned it before, the worst thing in the game is when, you know, you, you come out of a, a long cutscene and they literally ask you to like move like five steps or, or 10 meters or whatever. And then there's another huge cutscene right after that. And it's like, okay, like, are you serious? And that seems to be the, the case, unfortunately, with Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Like sometimes it's like there's a bit of action in between, but they're just like long cutscenes one after the other that, you know, to the, the, by the time I'm done with one cutscene and we're on to the next, it's been like 40 minutes to an hour. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to play this tomorrow. Like, and, and that keeps happening nowadays, which is unfortunate. So I am like, seven, I may, I'm like maybe seven hours now, actually, because initially I thought it was like five, but I'm probably like around like seven-ish maybe. Uh, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep chugging along with it. Hopefully I'll, you know, get to the end at some point. The last game that we've been playing, uh, Safsil and I is As Dusk Falls. Uh, this is like a really cool, like story-based game on, on Xbox. It's available on Game Pass. And the cool thing about this game is that you can play with like a bunch of people. So when it comes to making decisions, um, people can have a, like a say, people can veto, people can have like a vote. Sometimes you have to like make a decision where only a majority uh, vote uh, will, will matter. So, you know, if uh, two people choose two different things, like nothing will happen in the game. You literally need to agree on the direction you want to take the game. So it's really cool that way. So it's just Axel and I, just uh, her and I playing this game. And yeah, we're really enjoying it. The story is really compelling. It's really interesting. Uh, we played a bunch last week and I'm pretty sure we'll be able to finish it tomorrow. So I'm kind of excited to kind of play it uh, when she's back and, and we can kind of play through that game uh, again. So who knows, like this might actually come in my in my top 10 of the year because uh, the story is very interesting and the, the, the decisions that you have to make do play out in a very impactful way, uh, more so than you've seen in other games that claim to, you know, have decisions and everything like that that make a make have an impact on the game and stuff like that this one really really does and it's really really cool to kind of see the different branches that kind of come out of it as well with that we will leave it there and uh, i will see you next time on find my azroth which should come out i believe monday or so uh we'll need to see in, in terms of timelines and everything like that but if there's any questions or anything like that or if, if you want to talk to me about anything please email me at amandamangames at gmail.com uh, that's amandamangames at gmail.com. You can also message me on Instagram at amandamangames or Twitter at amandamangames. All the social media stuff is in the, in the description below. And I will see you next time. Bye.